Today's podcast is sponsored by CPI Card Group Incorporated, a payment technology company and leading provider of credit, debit, and prepaid solutions delivered physically, digitally, and on demand. CPI delivers value-added services to credit unions through products such as Second Wave, their patent-pending innovation that features payment cards designed with a core featuring recovered, ocean-bound, upcycled plastic that has been diverted from entering the world's oceans, waterways, and shorelines. Visit CPI Card Group at cpicardgroup.com for more information. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. One mile of plastic film every five minutes. It was seeing that amount of plastic fly off a production line and realizing how much single-use plastic consumers use that ignited a passion within Max McKaylee to develop a payment card that limited the amount of new plastic used in production. I'm Jennifer Plager, a senior editor with CUNA News. I spoke with McKaylee, the director of new card development and sustainability products at CPI Card Group. McKaylee spoke about CPI Card Group's eco-focused card solution, how the card was developed, the benefits credit unions that offer this type of card experience, and more. Max, you've been involved in bringing several types of innovative cards to the market. How did finding and developing an eco-focused solution for plastic cards become a passion of yours? Well, at CPI, we've had a product called Second Wave on the market for just about a year now. And that features a core, which is a center layer made with recovered ocean-bound plastic. The development of that card took about 18 months of work. And what I'd like to do is share an experience I had in the early stages of the process. I'll never forget, it was a beautiful spring day, and I was visiting one of our newly formed partners in the supply chain. We had just come back from lunch, and we're ready to take a tour of the factory that was running a component of our recovered ocean-bound plastic product. Now, this factory was huge. It was some of the biggest equipment I had ever seen. It was truly impressive in terms of scale and throughput. So this particular manufacturer specialized in packaging products, which is not my industry, and of which up until now, I had not given much thought to. But seeing that plastic roll off the line, it kind of struck me that these are all single-use plastics. Furthermore, these were all single-use plastics made with first-use materials. I literally couldn't take my eyes off the screen in front of me that displayed the line speed. I'll never forget this. It was 1,246 feet per minute. So keep in mind, this thing was six or eight feet wide. And if you think about that, a six foot wide roll had about a quarter mile every minute of production. So that means that every four or five minutes, one mile of plastic film was created. So I'm looking around the room. The entire production floor was basically shelving from floor to ceiling, filled with rolls of this first use, single use plastic. I'm guessing I was probably looking at 50,000 square feet of floor space with 23-foot ceilings all filled with this stuff. My stomach churned at the thought of all this plastic being thrown away just seconds after it was consumed, just like I did with the plastic I threw away minutes before at lunch. It was pretty overwhelming, pretty impactful. So my tour guide said, you have any questions, Max? Yeah, I said, how many factories like this do you have in the United States? he said they have over 20. And so my next question was, how often do you turn over this inventory as I'm looking at all this material? And he told me that they turned it over every single month. 
So every single month, that entire warehouse was being shipped out and replenished with more virgin plastic. So that's the moment I realized the impact, not only of the problem that we were trying to solve, but of the solution that we have to offer. And that's exciting. And that's what drives my passion for the product. So tell me a little bit about CPI Card Group's eco-focused cards. For starters, what does eco-focused mean? At CPI, we're on a longer journey. We're playing the long game to develop a variety of cards that use upcycled plastic to replace first-use plastic in what we call durable goods manufacturing. But we knew that in doing so, there could be no compromise of our quality standards, no reduction in the lifespan of the cards we offer, no impact to the aesthetic or the design of the cards. It's really, really important for us that the end user has the same payment card experience that they are used to. So currently, we still have to use materials that are not quote-unquote sustainable, such as a dual interface antenna for contactless payments, an EMV chip, or a MagStripe. Having those technological features on a payment card creates a situation where the cards themselves are not easily recyclable. So, and this brings me to the first part of your question about the term eco-focused, we knew that the part of the card that was in our power to control was to replace the first-use plastic in our card manufacturing with upcycled plastic. So the resulting card options that include Second Wave, which features recovered ocean-bound plastic, and our Earthwise cards, which contain post-industrial plastic waste, they have a focus on being more ecologically sound. Our focus at CPI relative to cards is on reduction of first-use plastic. In other words, let's reuse plastic that has already been created and not compound the landfill or ocean plastic problems. And then Max, can you give an example? You use the term recovered ocean-bound plastics a lot. Can you just give an example of what you're talking about? There was a large study done a few years ago by someone named Jenna Jambeck. And Jambeck's study was really looking at the overall impact of plastic on the oceans. And as we know, we've all seen pictures of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch and all that. But really, the question that Jenna just sought to answer was, how does that stuff end up in the ocean? And really, she came up with a great definition. And that definition is anything that's within 50 kilometers or 30 miles of an ocean or waterway that it's in an area of mismanaged waste. That's a key element there. It has to be mismanaged. So if it's left to its own devices, in other words, that plastic will end up in the ocean. So there's a couple different ways to look at it. Technically, ocean plastics is a cleanup effort, right? Anything that's already touched the ocean, that plastic is very hard to recover at great expense, and it's already broken down quite a bit. Ocean-bound plastic is a little different. It's solving the problem upstream and preventing it from getting into the ocean in the first place. Because once it gets into the ocean, I wouldn't say it's a lost cause, but it's a very difficult thing to recover. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about ocean-bound plastics is those plastics that are within 50 kilometers of the ocean in an area of mismanaged waste. Okay. So what was the process like to develop these kind of cards? It has not been easy. I've often joked with my colleagues about how the material that we chose for second wave cards was probably the most challenging option we could have possibly gone with. When we were initially approaching the option of using recovered ocean-bound plastic, we asked the question, how can we ensure that we'll make a major impact in the amount of plastic going into the ocean? And we found through our collectors and through our suppliers that if we focused on high-density polyethylene, it's a type of plastic known as HDPE, we would, whether fortunately or unfortunately, depending upon how you look at it, we would be hard-pressed to run out of supply. 
So this HDPE material allowed us to make the biggest, fastest impact we could. And this quote-unquote impact-first approach opened us up to build a card in an unconventional way, and we pushed the limits of what our suppliers could manufacture. It allowed us to move the industry to normalize the recycled feedstock and build confidence both internally and with our suppliers that sustainable solutions don't necessarily equal a compromise in productivity, which is probably one of our greatest fears as manufacturers. HDP is is very familiar to most people as containers for gasoline or cleaners such as bleach and laundry detergent. And those products are really specifically developed so that they are not affected by the chemicals that they contain. They don't really chemically react with them. However, those features that make HDPE such a good chemical container actually work against you when you're trying to bond that plastic into a payment card using lamination processes. I'll give you a good example of how hard this is. Have you ever noticed that your bleach container graphics are printed on either a sticker or a loosely fitting shrink-wrapped label? That's because ink doesn't bond to the container itself because the surface energy is too low and you can't print directly onto the plastic. That's really not an option for a credit card, so we had to engineer workarounds to fit the product into our process. This wasn't easy, but it was rewarding. It forced us to start with the material and back into our processes as opposed to considering our processes and choosing a material to fit into them. It's really impact first. And other than the passion that you talked about, what's driving the production of these types of cards? It's driven by the same things that drive all production and manufacturing decisions. Things such as, can we make significant contributions in this sustainable space? Can we create this product at a price point that the market will support? Are customers even interested in this product? Will our new products meet all of our high standards for design and quality? There's a lot of ISO standards out there that we need to hit. And lastly, can our current supply chains be expanded to incorporate these new needs? Max, can you name an important step for CPI Card Group that you guys had to take in order to figure out a solution? One major step that had to be considered was to expand the supply chain to accommodate the new materials and then to validate those sources. So we worked closely with our vendors, talked through with them what we were looking for, and in some cases, asking them to try something different. We were actually on site at many of them, learning alongside with them and pushing them to change their lines over to sustainable products. We also felt a responsibility to internally validate the sources of the recovered ocean-bound plastic to make sure that the processes surrounding its collection were ethical and that they're traceable from a chain of custody perspective. To that effect, we recently announced our membership with First Mile, which is assisting us with supporting the collectors in Haiti. We want to support the communities that support us and that support our customers. And what about the cost? Do these types of cards cost more to produce or cost more for a financial institution to offer? Just like with traditional cards, costs for environmentally focused cards are largely dependent upon the design of the card, the technology you're putting into the card, the quantities. There's price breaks to different quantities. So there's really not really a one-size-fits-all answer to the cost question, but we want credit unions to have the flexibility to develop debit and credit cards that really reflect their brand and design. And what we found out is that design treatments in this space often directly affect the amount of upcycle content within the card. So when it comes to determining costs, 
we see our role as being one of helping clients to balance their design and branding needs with their price targets on a case-by-case basis. So to that end, we're building out this suite of sustainable products with these needs in mind. And for credit unions that decide to offer these types of cards, what kind of benefit is there for them? So the main draw is probably differentiation and messaging. As you know, there's a lot of talk about top of wallet and standing out to your credit union members, making sure they're reaching for that debit card when they go to pay. Having a card that members can feel good about and that they could have a conversation around is is very, very powerful. If your credit union is located on the coast or you're trying to support ecological or sustainable messages, Second Wave and Earthwise cards are an awesome opportunity to extend those messages into the wallets of your members and to make them present and visible at each and every transaction that they make. We recently had one financial institution utilize Second Wave cards in conjunction with a program whereby the institution donated to a sustainable cause with each purchase. So we would encourage credit unions to be creative. And are you seeing a lot of credit unions or other types of financial institutions beginning to offer these types of cards? And and I guess, what is the target group? We're really proud to be able to say that we are in our first year of second wave production. And in that year, we've produced and shipped over 10 million of these cards. We also recently just announced an endorsement by Visa of our Earthwise high content upcycle card. That particular product has the highest upcycle content available for a dual interface payment card in the market today. And these types of cards really resonate with anyone who is concerned with the legacy that we're leaving for our future generations. And I guess, Max, where do we go from here? What's the next step in card technology and the production process in an effort to be environmentally friendly and sustainable? Where do we go from here? So CPI has a focus on being an end-to-end payment solutions provider, meaning that we want to continue being the provider for secure cards, dual interface cards, personalization, instant issuance, really across all categories of payments. So for us, the next steps are to expand into an eco-focus with all of our product areas. Some of those include offering recycled and sustainably forested paper for carriers, envelopes, and inserts. We do a lot of this already, and we are currently expanding upon that. Looking at our print-on-demand and instant issuance capabilities as a reduction in resources, that helps by reducing the amount of vaulted cards and collateral that are stored. And finally, by expanding our suite of sustainable card options with new recipes of eco-focused materials to address a variety of design needs and price points to make this option acceptable to the highest number of financial institutions. Has this been a fun project to be involved with over the past couple of years? Absolutely. This is super exciting. I really feel like we're changing the industry. These suppliers were, quite frankly, nervous and reluctant to start running sustainable products. But I think once you engage them and walk with them through this process, It's a very compelling argument to say that we can be sustainable and profitable at the same time. And it's really all about partnering and migrating the industry to basically eliminate first-use plastics, if at all possible. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. This podcast was sponsored by CPI Card Group Incorporated a leading provider in payment card production and related services. Learn more at cpicardgroup.com.